Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. We're continuing this week, Colin, with our look, our examination of, of the kingdom of God. What is it? Who belongs to it? And you're, you're taking us through some more of the parables that Jesus taught this week to help to illustrate this. And uh, we're in chapter 18 of Matthew and this story of the unmerciful servant. We saw last week that Jesus makes it very clear that it's not enough simply to receive the gift of the kingdom or to belong to the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven. But God wants us to express the life of his kingdom uh, while we are here on earth and then we can enjoy the the uh, fulfillment of the kingdom uh, in heaven for all eternity. Now, uh, we've seen also that to belong to the kingdom, people had to humble themselves, become as little children. They needed, therefore, to repent of their sins and be forgiven and turn their lives over in faith to Jesus so that they could receive the gift of the kingdom. And um, we looked on on Friday at this question, who is the greatest in the kingdom? Uh, And another question that arose in the minds of the disciples figured around forgiveness because, of course, we don't become part of the kingdom until we're forgiven. And so this is a a well-known question that uh, Peter put in verse 21 of chapter 18 of Matthew uh, that uh, Peter put to Jesus. Then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother when he sins against me? Up to seven times. Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times. So uh, here here is the statement that precedes this parable that it's about forgiveness, it's about how our hearts are, are, if you like, disposed towards other people, aware that we only became part of the kingdom because God was prepared to forgive us. So then Jesus tells this parable. Therefore the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. As he began the settlement, A man who owed him 10,000 talents was brought to him. Since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he and his wife and his children and all that he had be sold to repay the debt. The servant fell on his knees before him. Be patient with me, he begged, and I will pay back everything. The servant's master took pity on him, cancelled the debt, and let him go. But when that servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a 100 denarii. He grabbed him and began to choke him. Pay back what you owe me, he demanded. His fellow servant fell to his knees and begged him, Be patient with me and I will pay you back. But he refused. Instead he went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could pay the debt. When the other servants saw what had happened, they were greatly distressed and went and told their master everything that had happened. Then the master called the servant in. You wicked servant, he said. I cancelled all that debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? In anger, his master turned him over to the jailers to be tortured until he should pay back all he owed. This is how my heavenly Father would treat each of you unless you forgive your brother 
from your heart. Now, we've seen that some of the parables are really aimed at the kingdom of God being a present reality in the lives of believers today. Other parables speak of what of the kingdom, of the fulfillment of the kingdom when Jesus comes again. And some sort of straddle both these, talking about how we live the life of the kingdom now and what the eternal consequences of that will be. And this is very much in that last category. Remember, Jesus says the kingdom of heaven is like this. So he's talking about the kingdom of heaven as it is expressed here on earth. But of course, there will come the time of settlement. There will come the time of accountability when we will have to give account to the Lord Jesus as to how we have lived the life of the kingdom here on earth. Now, this servant owed 10,000 talents. That was an enormous uh, amount of money, 10,000 pieces of silver. Um, Judas betrayed Jesus for 30 pieces of silver, 30 talents. This is 10,000, so it's a vast sum of money that is owed signifying that all of us, because of all the accumulative sin in our lives before we become believers, have a vast debt that we owe to the Lord. Uh, the man couldn't possibly pay, just as we cannot possibly do anything to forgive our own sins. So the master orders him to be sold into slavery, to at least get back some of what is owed to him, he and his wife and his children. Of course, we don't sell people into slavery now, so Jesus is using this because it was a contemporary um, fact of life. Slavery existed. Uh, it's not that Jesus is endorsing slavery in any sense whatsoever. So the servant fell on his knees and begged the master, be patient with me and I will pay back everything. I mean, it would be the end of his life, you know, of his freedom to be sold into slavery. And what he's really saying is, you know, you won't get all your money back, but if you're patient with me, I will repay back everything. I will repay everything that I owe. Now, the servant's master took pity on him. He had uh, compassion on him and canceled the debt. Now, that means he cancelled what was owed. This, Jesus says, is a parable about forgiveness. He's telling this in response to Peter's uh, question, well, how often do we forgive? So all the sins, all that this servant owes the master is forgiven. He is now debt-free. If you like, he is sin-free. He is completely forgiven. But this servant goes out and finds a fellow servant who owes a hundred denarii. I mean, that's a pittance by comparison. A 
denarius was a sort of a working man's daily wage, so 100 days' wages, as opposed to 10,000 pieces of silver. So by comparison, it was, it was almost nothing. But he grabs him and chokes him and says, pay back what you owe me. Now, the fellow servant did the same as he had done to the master. He falls before him and says, be patient with me and I will pay you back. But he refuses. Although he has experienced the mercy and the compassion of his master, he refuses to reflect that same mercy and compassion towards his fellow servant. He has him thrown into the debtor's prison until the debt was paid. This again was common practice that other people would have to, friends of his, family members, would have to raise the money to get him released from the debtor's prison. Now, the other servants, of course, were very distressed at this and saw the total injustice of this way of behavior. So they come and tell the master who calls this servant before him. Now, we must take note of what Jesus says here. You wicked servant, he first of all says to him. Now, this is the one whose debt had been completely cancelled. And he says, you wicked servant, I cancelled all that debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had in you? Now, the master is angry. Clearly, the master is the Lord himself in this. The master is angry. And he turned him over to the jailers to be tortured until he should pay back all he owed. Now, what does Jesus mean by this? First of all, the debt that had been cancelled was now restored. I hardly ever hear people preaching this. But this is what Jesus is saying. We know that Jesus taught that whenever you pray, you must forgive your brother. Otherwise, your father won't forgive you. But Jesus is actually going beyond that, what he's saying here. He's saying that the debt that was cancelled is restored. When it was cancelled, he didn't have to pay it. But now, because he refused to be merciful to his fellow servant, he has got to pay back the debt. What does Jesus mean when he says that the master turned him over to be tortured? I don't know. But I do know this, that it is torture to live with a sense of guilt and condemnation and fear. And so it's, it's almost, I believe, that Jesus is, is, is saying, you will be restored to that place of guilt, of feeling absolutely condemned by your sin, because you refused to forgive your fellow brother. Now, Jesus rounds it off by saying, this is how my heavenly Father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother from your heart. You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 